0: How to receive from God is a subject we have been on for some time. It's very important. We have been emphasizing the fact that Jesus is the way by which we receive from God. The Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can receive from the Father except through me. I'm modifying that scripture a bit. Very important. So when we are coming to God in the name of the Lord Jesus, we are not coming the power of the good works we have done. I need to please say that once in a while. Christians often make the mistake, thinking that God will give to them because of what they did for him. Listen to me, it is not true. When we do for God, it is because we understand faithfulness. It's because we understand that we are indeed children of our Heavenly Father. And for that reason, we are going to prove faithful in whatever it is that we are doing for Him in this life. But when we are receiving, we are receiving on the premise of the fact that Jesus paid. We are receiving on the premise of the fact that God loves us. And He expressed that love through the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ. And His promises which he gave, you understand, is summarized in the person of Jesus. So Jesus, the Bible says, is the word of God. We have been looking at that. Now, what we have been explaining, I want to continue from that, is this issue of discipleship. We read from John chapter 15, that for us to be received freely from God, it will be because we are his disciples indeed. And discipleship is not a title, it's a way of life. Who is a disciple? The fellow who is actively pumping the word of God into his personal life. Jesus said, If my words abide in that fellow, he will ask whatever he wishes and it will be done. It is not as if God will say, this is your reward for filling your life with my word. No, it is just that as the word is filling your life, you are being transformed. And as you are being transformed, you get into the spiritual state in which you understand what to ask for, how to ask for it. And your heart really can receive the things of God. And that's what we're talking about. So a disciple, what does he do? He or she constantly Changes his or her life by the entrance of the word of God. It doesn't say this how they do it in my village. Listen, let me say this again: the moment you are ready for a blessing, God will find it easy to give to you. Many people cannot receive the blessing because they are not ready for it. That's a matter of fact. A man is praying, he's praying for a wife. God says, "I've heard your prayer." The first day you ask for a wife, I heard you. But now I'm preparing you to be a good husband. The moment I say you are ready. Because, you see, Daniel prayed and he was fasting for three weeks. At the end of the third week, when the angel arrived, the angel said, God heard you the very first day. And that's a matter of fact. We're talking about how to receive from God. Many times we pray like that. The very first day, God heard us. But he says, for you to receive this blessing, you have to be changed. For you to receive this blessing, you cannot be the person that you are right now. And that was what he did with Jacob. With Jacob, you have received the blessing of God through your father. Um, Isaac, from your father Isaac, but your personality will not let it prosper. Your personality will not let this thing flourish. So, I will send you to the house of Laban, where they will humble you, they will teach you, you will get tired of deception, you will get tired of your own craftfulness, so that when you see God, you will say to him, except you bless me, I will not let you go. And that was what God did to Jacob in sending him to the house of Laban. He was not a kind man, Laban, but his lack of kindness was what God needed to to fine-tune Jacob into the person that could manifest the blessing of God. You may be walking somewhere today and you have been saying, God, I need a better job. I need a better job. I need a better job. God says, look, I have left you here. I heard the fact that you needed a better job some time ago. But there are things you will learn in this place. You will learn discipline. This is your pride. I need to re- remove it from your shoulders. This one that you think you are more important than everybody else. I will make sure that with your first class, they will promote people that didn't go to school above you. And I want to ensure you enjoy it for one full year and respect your boss who is not as educated as you. Why? Your pride will not let you manifest in this life. So I've sent you to this place to transform you. See, that's what I'm trying to explain. So sometimes when God is sending us a, a, the answer to our prayers... What is happening is that we are in a situation in which we can't receive the answer. Our hearts cannot. If God gives us the, the answer, we will drive it away. I like one thing my pastor said, those is when we're in Lagos. He said, <laughs> "Some people are talking about 10 steps to getting a good husband. He said, listen, you can learn the 10 steps to attracting a good husband. Then you will use one step of a bad character to drive him away. <laughs> That is, you have learned the first step, a ten step, how to talk, how to move, how to do. You've learned everything. He said, no problem. Then when you open your mouth in his presence for the first time, your bad character will show, the man will disappear. He said, listen, there is no other way to getting a good husband. Of course, what he was trying to say is that the primary thing as a woman is make sure you have a wifely character. Then husbands will be falling over themselves to marry you. That's a matter of fact. So you see, when we are going to receive from God, the emphasis we are laying is that we must be disciples. Disciples are people who have been transformed by the knowledge of God. If you are in a particular situation right now, what is responsible is the way you are thinking. No matter how good you are, there are things that you are thinking that's not correct. One of my friends, a pastor, he said those days, he said before he entered into ministry, he used to say that if you start a church and at the end of um, uh, six months, you are not up to 100 in number in your church, he said you are either lazy or you are not called. Said no problem. Then he started the church, and at the end of six months, we were not up to three in his church. <laughs> then he realized that it is not laziness, it is not lack of calling. Because he was called and this young man was not lazy. He now realized that there must be other things to this thing than I knew before. Of course, by the process of time, God showed him different things in what to do as a young man who was in ministry. And one thing we will we'll also talk about later. Is a matter of patience. I said before that the answers of God don't always come in a hurry. You want a rich husband, he may not be rich for the first 15 years. It does not mean God did not answer your prayer. If you want to marry a husband, marry a good man. Don't marry a rich man. I feel I should say that again. If you want to marry a husband, marry a good man. Don't be stupid. Don't marry a rich man. What you need is a good man. If you marry a good man, and between you and him, you have faith in God, you work hard and you pray, your family will become very rich. You cannot put wealth above goodness. You know, sometimes I look at the women, you know, some people, it's as if they are begging for punishment. You see the man she wants to marry, everybody tells you, this guy is a bad man. Even his brothers and sisters, you want to marry my brother? This guy is not good. But the woman doesn't care. Why? The guy has bought her a car, he's going to give her a car as a wedding present. Listen, the way you make your bed, they say, is the way you rely on it. I have seen people, I remember one place I was working then in Lagos in the clinic. They dragged the woman. I needed to see her at night. They came to beg me to come and see her where she had drunk many tablets trying to commit suicide. And I remember the driver of the woman driving me back home after I attended to her and helped get her to a bigger hospital. He said, she does not understand what is going on. Why is madame doing like this? After all, this car is madame's car. And that car that time was very, very fine. A Honda Accord. Beautiful ride that time. But I said, I shook my head. This is my hogar driver. You think car is all the rest of life. The, of course, the house that they were living in, beautiful duplex in Lagos that time. But the woman went and gathered medicine. She was half conscious when I found, when I saw her. Why? She had the car. She had the house. But whatever it is, she was totally unhappy. Many of the things people are pursuing right now, God is trying to show them these things are not important. They are not important. What am I'm I trying to explain? So God he hears us. But he says, before I can release some of these answers into your lives, he was saying, I have to transform you. And I'm emphasizing the issue of discipleship. Many people only come to God to come and get something from him. And for them, what they call saving God is that they are giving something to him. First salary of the year, you will give it to God. They think they have saved God. I pay my tithes regularly. They think they mean serving God. Those are not the ways by which you serve God. They are the secondary ways. They are not the primary ways. The primary way by which you serve God is to give your heart to him on a daily basis. You cannot pay God off for your bad character. You can't. God does not bless you despite your bad character. The first sign of God's blessing in your life is correction you can be rich today, you pray, God, bless me, and it takes away your wealth. He said, why? Because you need to learn certain lessons. A man came to Jesus and said, what must I do to gain eternal life? At the end of the day, Jesus said to him, go and sell all you have. The money you have is not letting you gain eternal life. Go and sell all you have, give to the poor, and then come and follow me. That is, following Jesus was his key to finding eternal life. Please, get my point here. That is, Many of the things that we are holding on to in life are the reasons why we will not contact the true blessing. However, if we were to contact the true blessing, many of the things people are fighting and begging God for, they will come to us naturally. My emphasis again is still on this discipleship thing. We have to follow God on a daily basis so that we are transformed spiritually into those who can hold his blessing in our lives. I hope you've gotten my point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of these and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.